0: episode 146. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Hey, thanks for being here to visit with us today in the Dharmic Evolution. I want to give you guys a heads up about our brand new Joka YouTube channel that now carries the Dharmic Evolution TV show in full-blown glorious video. Hey, please subscribe to our channel. Check out our first episode. It's still out on the channel right now. And we've been getting amazing response about going to video in addition to being a podcast that is now carried on iTunes and SoundCloud and is now downloaded in 67 countries and counting. But as for today, we're in the Atlanta area with a young man who has a solid commitment to his music, his songwriting, his artistry, and his guitar playing. It's the man representing the band, the hard-rocking band Bridge to Grace. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Alex Cabrera. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. We have got some great news for you. There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual, it's the truth unleashed, with scripture delivered by chaplain Christine Mercy, along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth, and just in time. Behold, it's the brand new album from Mercy, titled I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, He suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I am victorious. The new album is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Just recorded in the Music City on the world-famous Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the album or pick up the actual CD copy of I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes and ears open for the live performance tour of Mercy coming soon. Featuring Come, Amen, Bless You, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished. And yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now, go to Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band Mercy coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. It's really awesome to have Alex Cabrera from Bridge to Grace on the Dharmic Evolution today. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show, man.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: So I was really really so impressed because I love your style of music and uh, you know checking out uh, your music the last um, 24 hours uh, love what I hear and love the direction you guys have gone in and uh, you, you know take us back to how this all kicked off for you how this band started um, really <laughs> exciting and that you know you know the energy and everything and your video is really cool too which we're gonna get into all that but how did it all start for you guys?
1: Okay, so it's kind of a funny story. Um, Bridge to Grace started when I was actually pretty young. Uh, me and Christian, our bass player, grew up uh, doing like a school of rock kind of thing together. So we grew up on stage together at the age of like 12 and 13. And we went into the studio with this other band like, that was still called Bridge to Grace, but it wasn't the members you know we have now. And when we were in the studio, our singer actually quit the day before we went in. So me and Christian were like, all right, uh, we'll just go in. And our drummer quit too. So we just went in, just me and him. I played drums on uh, the first five songs. like We did a quick EP. And our producer was like, don't worry, I got the guy. I got the guy to sing on these songs. And he brought in David. And once we heard his voice on the songs, we're like, all right, well, this is it. Like, We have to keep him. And uh, he ended up bringing his drummer from another band to join us. And we kind of, you know, we... Took two different styles of music and we bridged it together, and you know that's how we came together. And it honestly helped our name. We bridged together two sounds and just became Bridge to Grace.
0: Wow! How, so this was Rick Beato that they had this yep. idea. Wow! This was really cool. He's not only a brilliant musician, Rick, and producer, but he knows how to <laughs> he knows how to put people together too. Yes, obviously. He does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was, how did you guys get hooked up with Rick?
1: Um, it was actually through a friend of Christian's dad. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh he gave us the connections like this is a really great producer. He's a really smart guy. I think you know it'd be a great fit because yeah. we were deciding between him and another guy, but we went uh with Rick obviously.
0: Yeah. Wow, what a what a stellar uh, you know, opportunity for you guys. And yeah, and, and your work is great. So so when you first started, uh Alex, like how did how did you get connected to music? How did it all start to happen for you as a youngster?
1: Um my dad, definitely. Oh my yeah. Dad, He's a huge music buff. Um, since I was a kid, since I was nine years old, that's when I got my first guitar on my birthday, and I, I just grew up to like a lot of '80s hair metal, like Guns N' Roses, uh, Poison, like all the '80s, and then I, I was a '90s kid barely, you know. I was born in '95, so I I was into Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, the whole grunge scene too. After the '80s phase, like, uh, and he just he experienced and he showed me every type of music there was. Right. CCR, everything.
0: Yeah. So you had that whole classic rock library to kind of give oh, yourself yeah. a strong foundation, because, like, you know, when you guys, you know, you're, you're in that like the Shinedown camp, and you know, all, you know that yeah, type definitely. of that really, really solid, you know, really great rock sound. So why just keep talking about it? I think it's time to play a track. Here we go. Let's play till the world.
2: Everything we're feeling, we understand Then every day we're living And I know when the day comes we'll fight it all away I just hope there's still courage to say so g
0: What a good song, man. Hey, tell us how you got the inspiration for that one. Like, what's that all about? Like, Till the World Ends. It's not a death and destruction thing. It doesn't have that kind of feel no. to it at all.
1: <laughs> um, it's it's actually kind of an interesting story because usually when we write, it's um, sometimes, you know, we have one specific thing in our head, but this song was kind of just, we had the we had the title, Until the World Ends. And then when we were writing, we were kind of just like, each verse almost meant something different. Like one was almost like a relationship type story. And another one was almost kind of like a military thing, you know, fighting, like until your last breath, fighting until it all ends. And with that song, you know, we just, we were like, we never really did any piano ballads or anything like that, but I had the one piano intro and it kind of just took off from there.
0: Yeah. Great, great song. You know, let's talk a little bit more about, um, about your producer Rick Beato and and okay. where how what was your uh, process for putting these tracks together uh, can you walk us into the studio? Give us the backstory on that?
1: Yeah, uh, Rick is an interesting guy. He's such a smart musician.
0: Yeah, um, I'll say. For anybody, by the way, <laughs> check out his YouTube channel, man. Yeah, the guy definitely. is scary. And his kids are a yeah. riot. I love oh, yeah.
1: Dylan <laughs> yeah. was a riot. Every time he'd yeah. uh, pop down in the studio for a little bit, You know, he'd give us like a little special something.
0: Right, <laughs> but, yeah. But <laughs> uh,
1: the, the studio vibe with him was great. Uh, he, he really made you feel comfortable in the studio. Uh, you never really felt pressured. Or at least I didn't. Right. But uh, um, usually what we would do uh, is we'd get, you know, like our scratch uh, guitar track in. We'll get our scratch bass track, scratch vocal if we have it. And then you start with the drums. And it's all about, you know, good tones and everything like that. And he's a wizard when it comes to how to tune a drum to a song and everything. Like, he he was just great. And, right. And uh, w- once we got through that, you know, we'd move to bass, get the rhythm section locked in, then guitars. Then he'd add... Uh, I think like a scratch vocal, like I said, if we have it, and then he'd do the cool production styles and stuff like that, and then finalize the vocals, and that was it.
0: Right. He's using uh, Pro Tools? Is that his yeah. go-to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked, looked like I, I was checking out his stuff earlier. It looked like a really great setup in his studio. Oh, yeah. um, so so you guys, when you put this together uh, with him doing that, what was the, like, did you do guys do a full EP, a full LP? How, what did you guys um, do with this? We
1: actually did it... Uh, Randomly in Little bursts. At first, uh, you know, we formed in 2012, but we didn't start uh, start touring till 2014. So we spent like two years, you know, in pieces doing five songs here, three songs there. Then we do another five songs. We actually recorded about 20, 22 songs. Right. But uh, 17 of them were completely finished. So we were like... You know, we we've sat on this album for oh, it's been two years. Yeah, it's just released seventeen songs.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: so yeah, we just did that. <laughs> so,
0: so you released all seventeen? Is that what yeah? You, oh wow, oh, yeah. wow. Well, that's good. It's good. to Grow the catalog, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You can always repackage them any way you want. Oh yeah, definitely. Th- that's great. So, so in between this you must've had a lot of growth with the band, you know, like Definitely. being out like touring and, and playing constantly. There's new ideas that always keep popping up. Definitely. Did this, did this kind of like, you know, keep generating more and more energy and, and more of a solid groove for the band as you kept working with, um, oh, yeah. with Rick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, we didn't really start touring yet we were doing, you know, weekend warrior kind of stuff where we'd go out to, you know, Alabama or North Carolina or something on the weekends and come back home. Yeah. But, um, I think once we started touring too, um, we really shaped the album in a different kind of way. Like our live show now is, you know, it's those songs from the first album origins, but it's also, we do different variations of it. Like we, we like to switch up some of the parts and, uh, stuff like that. And we kind of came into our own with our live show. So I think you know our next album is definitely gonna, it's gonna show a little bit more of uh, what we like to do live and like our energy and stuff like that live.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. All you guys from the same area?
1: Yeah, actually. It was really funny because like I said, uh, we grew up, me and Christian, in the School of Rock band when we were 13. But once David joined the band, I found out he lives two miles from my house. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, surprise. Hey, yep. so, so what's the what's in where you live? What is the gigging scene like for you guys in your particular music?
1: Um, it's interesting because Atlanta is. There's no rock station here anymore. We used right. to have a great one in Project Nine Six One, but it's not here anymore. And the the rock fans are still here and I think they're really dying for a rock station and some good rock music. Right. Like they will always show up like the tabernacle will get sold out when shinedown comes or something like that, you know? Right. But really, you know, because there's no local station, we, we don't play much in Atlanta. We we do some shows, um, because we're from here and we can pull people, but if we had a station, I think it would be, you know, five times bigger.
0: Yeah, so what so what is the Atlanta area predominantly is it is it mostly hip hop, country? What 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 is really yeah, driving it's, the radio markets there?
1: It's definitely a hip hop area it, now. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: That's what I figured. Yeah, hip hop is uh has gotten so big. I mean, I oh, mean, yeah. I don't know if it's peaked yet, you know, cuz I always ask this question. I always say is hey, is rap still around because I always felt that rap was the Precursor to hip hop, you know, it I felt like so that too. was the leading yeah. edge, and then it and then it developed further. You know, I agree. Yes. but the markets are huge for that, you know, and um, but like we were talking earlier on the break, it's like, you know. Rock and roll is not dead, baby. I mean, and and never will be. (laughs) No,
1: it's not, because it's real, man. Yeah, it's
0: real. People love to
1: come out and rock to some real music.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, love the company you're keeping. Like, the, you know, the type of, the style of music you guys do really, really awesome, man. Those slamming guitars and, you know, the last track we heard with the great piano in it, too. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's do another one. How about City of Angels? Here we go.
2: I'm crawling under the sea.
0: What a great, great song, man. That's, that was really awesome. Hey, we were just talking about, uh, you know, touring in different places. And uh, Alex, you had mentioned uh, Blackstone Cherry. So tell us a story mm-hmm. about them. What's going on with those guys? A really good band, too.
1: Yeah, they're, they're a great band. I think we've uh, modeled our show after them uh, quite a bit because they're, just, they're such high energy. They're just great to watch. Uh, I actually, on my 16th birthday, they came to Atlanta, and they played the loft, which you know, we were talking about Europe and everything, so I'll get to that. But yeah. when they came to Atlanta, they played for 20 people in this tiny room, and I brought you know, all my friends for my birthday. We were like half the crowd. And uh, they go to Europe, and they play coliseums for people. They, they're, they're headlining over "Shine down," And like it just it doesn't make sense with that kind of right, you know. Like yeah, well,
0: well you, were, you were giving me you know, quite the education on your band and where you guys go. Uh, just to circle mm-hmm. back to that, like, you gotta find your audience, obviously, um, you know, to help support and, and pack the places. So give us the, the spots, again, that are, that are really good to you guys in the US.
1: Um, the Midwest, man, they love their rock music. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, we do really well in uh, Springfield, Illinois. Uh, And all the way up to Wisconsin, the the radio stations, they just give us so much love. They treat us uh, really well. And anywhere, you know, we get the good radio support, we get really good fan support. So we're we're definitely in the Midwest a lot. And even the West Coast, uh, going up to Spokane, Washington, they're amazing up there. We always do well there. Uh, Right. And uh, we just need to bring it back down to Atlanta, get the Southeast going.
0: Right, right. Well, maybe you guys are going to be the uh, you know the generator that kicks that off. You know, hopefully the, the, you know, to the regenesis of rock in the South. You know, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> or at least that piece of the South. So, so you're on a you're on an indie label, correct? Oh Who no, uh, oh you're not. The
1: indie label is technically the label me and my dad started well that's okay
0: that's yeah. okay so how are you getting how are you getting airplay are you going you calling up stations or how are you guys getting or they just um, buzz or what's going on yeah at?
1: we we did it ourselves for the first couple of years and now we've uh actually established such great connections and our, our manager did a lot of uh radio for us he was a really big radio guy so he he mainly did it with uh where to go to all the stations but uh now we've established such great connections that when we released a new song you know they were ready to pick it up.
0: Yeah, so, awesome, you need that. And how about, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about social media. What is um, what is your jam on social media? What do you guys like? What platforms do you guys go after?
1: Um, it's funny because each of us kind of does a different thing. Um, I'm more on Twitter. I do a little bit of Instagram. Christian mainly does our Instagram. And then we all kind of rotate through Facebook. I think David and Justin are really uh, on top of the Facebook game.
0: Right. Right, it's it's so necessary, right? Yeah, you gotta yeah. do it. Yeah, do you do, do you do like all the platforms?
1: Are you, are you like- Pretty much, pretty, yeah. yeah. Um, our Spotify and everything, we're on, uh, I think SoundCloud as well. Uh, we try and just do everything that pops up. Yeah. We yeah. don't have a Tumblr, or anything, right but... now, no. some things now you crossed the line there, man.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay away from Tumblr. <laughs> I I think I was on that for ten minutes and I haven't been back since. I, what is that, you know? And like I, some I of them, I just know. don't, you know, pin, pin up or something or pin it or something. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, like try know. it's crazy to try to keep up with all of those things, you know? Because there's I know, just there's so a new many one every
1: week. It seems. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean the heavyweights you got to stay with. I mean, I I've had a lot of success with. uh, Instagram simply because it's a really great uh, platform for musicians and and, and, and creative artists, you know? Definitely. It's time to get Atlanta to embrace their favorite new son, Bridge to Grace. Right back to my interview with Alex, right after this message. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world, well, look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Your artistry can be featured around the world on the James O'Connor Agency YouTube channel. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or the James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio TV shows and podcasts. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. What's your favorite gig as far as when you're out playing, like what kind of venues do you find that like are your favorite? Is it like huge places? Is it medium? Is it, you know, clubs, bars, um, stadiums? Like wh- where do you guys thrive? Do you feel like that's your sweet spot?
1: It's actually kind of funny because I don't really care what kind of place it is. It's always yeah. just, it's the people. Yeah. I-, I care like whatever crowd's the loudest. That's my favorite show. Right. And, right. uh, we, you know, we've played some places where we walked in and it felt like this hole in the wall place and we're like, this is gonna be awful. This is just gonna be like, we've we showed up where they had to, you know, take a stripper pole off the stage <laughs> so we could play. <laughs> and then the place got packed and the fans got so rowdy and loud. I was like, all right, that was one of the best shows we played, you know? Yeah. Um, but that and uh, I think Taste of Madison will always be my favorite. What is, what is it
0: Oh, Taste of Madison? Yeah, Taste of Madison. Oh, okay, cool. And so anything, any kind of wild story that you can remember, like the wildest night that, that you ever had, like being in the music uh, scene, like anybody do anything crazy, like, you know, just rip off their clothes, you know, <laughs> you start a fight, whatever. I mean, there was, there was all, there's all kinds of stories always, right?
1: Yeah, we always have, I think, very unique stories because ours never are kind of like that, like, oh... There was a huge fight at 3am and somebody just ended up in their underwear right but right <laughs> ours kind of go like all right so we showed up in um oh where was it i think it was somewhere in ohio and all of a sudden when we get there they're like oh yeah the venue caught fire this morning so we're gonna have to play upstairs at this other venue because it was like a level uh, different stages on different levels of right, the right. building we're like yeah. <laughs> Okay. So if we we it starts out with the fire in the venue and then next thing we know, a bull just wanders into the parking lot. A bull. So a bull, yeah, like a, a huge bull with, with horns. Yeah. Like everything. And as soon as like we're out there, we're with one of the other bands and the drummer and our bassist is like just you know trying to like get everybody calm. Right. And, like we right. don't know what to do. And all of a sudden these two girls in sundresses come screaming into the parking lot, like they skid in and everything. Right. They, they come out like in sundresses, just rip off their heels, throw them down, grab this bull literally by the horns, and then just flip it on its side. Really? they're like, they're like "Don't worry, don't worry. It just lives like across the way. We're just gonna go return them back." <laughs> and then like everybody's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and um,
0: that's amazing—a domesticated bull, huh? Yeah, just, and, like, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: And as they're walking them back, they're like, "Yeah, we're coming down from a pretty hard acid trip right now, so we don't really know if this is real." We're like. Whoa!
0: Who knew in Ohio that kind of behavior existed, right? Exactly. That's really this, wild. This,
1: this is at like three in the afternoon, like showing yeah. up for loading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one I've never heard before. That was really cool. <laughs> hey, let's play. This one is called Weapon. Check this one out. Here we go.
2: all the things that
0: was that was awesome tell us about the weapon alex what's the story on that
1: um that song is an interesting one um it's almost like uh the original title for that song is actually called sex uh huh and it changed just because you know we didn't want to make it that obvious right <laughs> yeah and it, it's it's kind of just about a really bad addiction and something that's so good you can't stop and no matter how bad it is, you want more, right? So that was where that song kind of came from. Yeah, excellent.
0: I love the ending too. Hey, um, tell us tell us more about the writing process of how you guys like get ready. Like, what do you guys do as a band, and what do you do individually as far as uh, any regimen in your writing? Uh, is it really structured? Is it whenever the muse hits you? How do you go about like your day, your daily? Uh, you know,
1: yeah, it's practice? it's. It's definitely when, you know, the time is right, whenever it hits you, because I don't think you can ever force a song. You can never just say, let's sit down, let's write a number one hit. Like, it doesn't, like, work that way. Right. It, it comes, you know, when, when it comes. And uh, sometimes it's uh, me just at home. I have, you know, a studio setup that I'm in right now, and I'll do, like, a quick little demo and I'll send it out and see what the guys think. And then each person, you know, kind of puts their input on it, puts their spin on it for either their instrument or where it should go next and stuff like that. Right. Uh, sometimes, you know, Justin, he, he's got like a little mini studio too. He sends me demos, uh, like whole send full demos too. Like everybody kind of does their own thing or somebody comes to somebody else with a guitar riff or a vocal idea, lyrics, something like that. And, you know, we kind of just run with it.
0: Right. Right, in your um, like in your technology world, are talking about gear a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. You're a guitar player, right? And you, you, yeah, you we, play yeah. a lot of things. So, uh, what's your what's your go
1: to instrument on stage? You a Les Paul guy? You yes, are, I am. Are you? All right, oh, all right. I play Gibson Les Paul. Uh, that's the only thing I will play. Yeah. Uh, we have no endorsements or anything. But even if PRS offered for an endorsement, I would turn it down because right. I, I won't I won't play anything but a Les Paul. Yeah, uh, I actually met him in New York City six months before he passed away when I was thirteen, my dad really? me, yeah. And uh he actually autographed one of uh, I don't have it with me right now. But he autographed uh my pick guard for my very first Gibson. So really? when i I still play that guitar now but not with the pick guard. <laughs> but but um when I retire that guitar it's just gonna go up on my wall with uh right his signature on it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he, he played at the Iridium for, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I think that's like, what it was. Yeah, that was his home every Monday night. Yeah, was Monday his, night, that's that what it That was his gig, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, I always say that, like, you know, the people that are able to do that are so blessed who have, you know, music is so um, ingrained in their DNA that they just, like, B.B. King was a fine example of yeah. a guy who, like, he literally played almost to the day he died. And, and Les Paul yeah. was kind of the same way. They just, like, that was their life, you know, and... Um, you know, we have an advantage as creators and musicians that, you know, professional sports, you don't get to do that. You know, you kind of yeah. have to retire like halfway through your life. But, but yeah, if you're blessed true. to be a musician, you get to keep doing this like until literally you don't have any breath left in your body or, or you can't, you know, play a D chord or whatever it is, you yeah. know. So, um, Oh, that was cool. That was a good experience, man. I have a 1956 Les Paul special too. I've Mm -hmm. had it for, I've had it for, oh my God, 20, 25 years and um, yeah, it's still an amazing guitar. I mean, it's just, they ripped the cover off the ball Les Paul did when he, when he put that idea together, you know? (laughs) So, so on stage, what else are you playing? You're playing Les Paul and what are you playing through? Like, what's your amp?
1: Uh, I got a Mesa boogie, the triple ah, rack. Nice, Very yes. loud. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. So uh, when you're touring, are you guys, are you like have a huge like bunch of equipment or are you guys pretty stripped down just to get around?
1: We we don't really have too much. Uh, yeah. We do it all ourselves right now. Uh, right. We're finally thinking to bring out one other guy with us right. uh, for this next tour, but we, we just have, you know, we got our drum set, we got our bass rig, we got our guitar rig, and then we have an X32 so it's like a in-ear rig and a board, which right. we can actually run like front of house off of it if we want, but it yeah. mainly runs our in-ear monitors and we have all our own mics and cables. So we're right. just fully self-contained. We set up all our own stuff. All we got to do is give a tail to the sound guy and that's it.
0: Yeah, great monitoring is like so critical. I mean, yeah, you, know, you have sure. that and you know you're going to play good because you guys work hard. Obviously, we are talking about that earlier about the work ethic and how it's like – you know, it's incumbent upon us as artists mm-hmm. to not only be, you know, not just say, hey, we, we we nailed it on this song, but like, what's next? You know, we got to keep it yeah, going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, as you guys look back, like over the last couple of years, what do you think the defining moment was? where you put all the pieces together because um, a lot of people around the world listen to this, especially uh, artists, um, where you guys said, hey, we made the right things and, and obviously making the right moves, having Rick uh, work with you guys as a producer. But after that, uh, from a business perspective, what do you think it was that putting the dots together to say, hey, our career is starting to go somewhere now. Is there anything you can pinpoint to to share with people
1: about Um, I can just say, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Uh, a lot of the music business in this industry is, you know, living and learning. Right. Uh, we, we've done a lot of things wrong, but those wrong decisions have put us in a position where, you know, we met uh, a radio station like JJO Uh and that's an incredibly hard station to, you know, feel like your family with. And we've felt that since, you know, we, we were a very young band coming out. Right. So, I would just say, even if you you know, mess up in some areas, everything happens for a reason. You're going to be where you need to be. Don't be afraid to make mistakes.
0: Right, yeah, and we all make plenty of those. But, but yeah. yeah, it's a good attitude because – you know, it's funny, like even if you are down, you know, the wrong rabbit hole, like there's something something that comes out of that that was totally unexpected, yeah. you know, that always exactly. leads to something else. So yeah. how about now we do this video? I wanna play this video and it's called Everything. So check this out. Mm-hmm. And an adorable young lady in there. What's her name? Uh, Olivia Stanzel. Olivia, good job, Olivia. And you guys did a kick-ass job on that. Where'd you Where'd you record that? It was kind of a cool look, barn or something. Looked yeah, like, that was
1: actually of- a really cool spot. That was uh, off one of the sets of The Walking Dead because that's filmed uh, here in Georgia. Wow.
0: Nice. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you about, we didn't get into this yet. I want to ask you about your personal influences, Alex, when you were growing up, like um, first and foremost, uh, guitar playing, who did you like uh, when you were growing up and finding your own, you know, your own voice on the guitar? Who who were you listening to?
1: Um, uh, this is a very, uh, I think, like, Difficult answer for me because, like I said, I was a huge music buff because of my dad, so I listened to literally every style of music, but if I have to pin down to a couple people, Slash was definitely one of them. Right. Uh, that's probably where the Les Paul comes from, too, because he was the first Les Paul player I really saw. Um, Randy Rhodes was a huge one for me. Right. I, I loved his work ethic. Work ethic. Right. Um, His style of play, Uh, one of my licks that I always do that was in the end of that Everything song is actually from him. Um, And then it kind of just Jimmy Page for sure because when I did the School of Rock thing with Christian, we played so much Zeppelin. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, And he was another uh, Les Paul player. So I think those three guys were my main influences growing up, starting out.
0: Right, okay, how about songwriting? Like as um, far as just songs itself, even not necessarily bands, but even maybe songs that like you say, yeah. Oh, this is this is cool, man. I, I'd gotta
1: write in this style. Um so at first, like a lot of our first album was actually done when I was somewhat young, uh sixteen like some of the so, the first song I ever wrote actually was on there called Won't Let Go. Um but it was mostly done, you know, when I was sixteen to seventeen, eighteen years old. Right. And I never really branched out too much with my, uh, songwriting. Like when it came to really learning how songwriters did it, I kind of just, you know, did it my own way off all the music I'd been listening to. Right. And when I really, you know, delved into songwriters, Chris Cornell was, uh, my favorite.
0: Yeah. That guy was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, He really really
1: changed the way I looked at music and, today the way I write songs I think is so much more in depth and uh just uh like I really consider all the options when it comes to writing songs and how I do things right and it's definitely because of him
0: yeah so so back to the songwriting again like when you're um you know you said you said you do a lot of notes on your phone right sometimes you know oh yeah just just would you like just speak in like an idea whistle in a melody just or or what 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 would be on that phone if we opened that thing up? What would be in there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so a lot of it is uh, just acoustic, and uh, that's I, I usually do. You know, I start with the core of the song, just acoustic melody ideas at first. But if I don't have my acoustic with me, right, you'll hear me like just like all right, drum beat idea,
0: yeah, like, yeah.
1: I'll do that, or like I'll hum a melody, right. But I won't have lyrics yet, so I'll just be saying nonsense. So
0: you're like me; you'd be embarrassed if anybody opened your phone. Yeah, you don't. I don't don't, want anybody. You can't listen to this because it's like only I would understand this. You know. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: I barely let people listen to uh, like the quick demos I do in the studio. So I'm not gonna let anybody see my phone.
0: (laughs) Hey, listen, what are you you guys looking forward to as we're starting to wind down here? Um, Looking out over the next six months, the rest of this year, um, what are the big plans for Bridge to Grace? What are you guys looking forward to mostly?
1: I am definitely looking forward to getting new music out. Okay. Um, uh, Getting, you know, a different kind of vibe for a second album because I think it's going to be a lot more uh, high energy kind of like our um, live show and stuff like that. I right. think the songwriting has definitely grown. Like I said, it's been a couple of years well, The album is a couple of years old now, but when it was written, I was even younger and stuff like that. So right. definitely looking forward to getting some uh, new fresh stuff out.
0: Awesome. So why don't you let us know where's the best place that we can support uh, Bridge to Grace? Where can we find your music, support you guys, purchase your music, give us a website or where's the best place for us? Yeah,
1: definitely check out our website, okay. uh, bridgetogracemusic.com. Okay. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify, like I said. Um, and you know the streams on Spotify definitely help a lot too, just... And you YouTube, know? don't forget the yeah, YouTube. You
0: yeah, for you sure. Check out our
1: channel. Yeah. Uh, we, we release some funny videos. Sometimes we like to, you know, keep it uh, definitely chill. Right. And uh, we just uh, actually did a new. Uh, we we're, we're getting a new uh, RV, and we did a GoFundMe uh, page and did a funny video for that. So go check that out on YouTube. Nice. Nice. Do you like it enough, uh, you can help us out. Did Five you guys bucks, get a Mercedes, uh, RV this time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be nice, but no, Yeah, we're, we're still looking. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. Alex
0: Cabrera. Thanks so much, my friend for joining us today on the Dharmic Evolution, man. I love what you guys are doing. Bridge to grace. Um, you know, loved all the stories, everything that you guys are doing, man. I want to wish you all the success in the world.
1: Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me.
3: Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. By Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes. CD Baby, Amazon, JamesKevinO'Connor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor.
0: Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Till the world ends. City of Angels. Weapon. Everything. Met Les Paul at 13 years old, got the autograph, and insists on using the Les Paul for all performances. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Guitar influences slash Randy Rhodes, Jimmy Page. Chris Cornell hanging with the greats. Hey, I hope you guys really dug this interview today with Alex Cabrera and Bridge to Grace. All the stories... Rick Beato's uh, ideas, his wonderful talents uh, with the band. It was just uh, a really, really great hang with Alex today. Hope you guys dug it. And listen, head over to the James O'Connor Agency. If you have not visited this site, you got to check it out. Lots of artists around the world, all starting to check in, taking advantage of all the things this agency is offering them. No matter where you are in your career, we have got your back. Stop by and visit the agency website and find out about all of the awesome packages we have designed and developed for you. Hey, do you need funding for your next album project? We will teach you how to do this. Just go over to thejamesoconnoragency.com, drop in your email, and find out how to do your own crowdfunding. Find out also what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, as well as authors, speakers, and thought leaders. We also want to encourage you to visit DharmicEvolution.com. Check out your show and your blog profile right now. If you've been on the show, you're now on the site. Alex is now on the site. And people from around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Alex and Bridge to Grace and their music. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll
4: see you on TV. I remember where I was The first time that I heard your voice time that you made that choice You're my favorite song You've been stuck in my heart For such a long, long time You're my favorite song You got a way of making me feel that you're mine You would always close the wall Right before I would bleed to death, your infectious melody will be with me till my last deep breath. But you're my favorite song, you've been stuck in my heart for such a long, long time. You're my favorite song, you got away you Oh, you know I love a double zero. Hey, baby, you're the perfect size for me. Oh, and how I love those yellow stilettos. You always know no how to annihilate me.